All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back.、Uh, this is Tom here. Welcome to Tennis of Melbourne Convo City of Love, and、uh, Benit. I got the name right, Benit. Now, Benit, you want to、yeah. say hello to our 15 million friends?、Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Benit. Nice to meet you guys. Okay, Benit.、Um, <laughs> uh, let's let's go way back. Let's go way back.、Um, how did you start with tennis? How I start.、Um, I guess.、Um, My dad,、um, he bought us an Xbox original, had、X、topspin on there.、Xbox. Played topspin the game for about、mm, four or five years、mm. on the on the Xbox, and then one day in、uh, Griffith,、uh, there was like a like a tennis camp on the holidays.、Mm -hmm. Went to there and I started playing there, and they said that you know I had a good forehand, I should keep on playing. How old were you then?、Uh, basically, oh,、uh, how old? Yeah,、uh, I think. Ten, ten, and a half or ten, yeah. So you started late. Started late, yeah, yeah, real late.、Mm -hmm. Oh, I reckon it was real late.、Um, but yeah, just by playing the topspin game on、uh, the Xbox, I had watched a lot of tennis. Had hit forehand, backhand, forehand, like you know, serves and everything. So、mm -hmm. you know, just really got in from there. So, all right. So、uh, for all those PS Five lovers, <laughs> Xbox、yeah. is probably. Do you do you have PS PS by any chance? Um. No, I don't. I last time I had a console was a PS3 or 360.、Oh, but now、okay. I play on PC. All right, old school, old school. All right. So sorry to 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 change. But um, so you you started tennis late, and um, someone said you you had a decent forehand. And is that、yeah. when you start taking um private sessions, or was it sort of just doing some squads? Uh, squads. To be honest, didn't have private lessons till I think I was. The year after, I think. Yeah, the year after.、Mm -hmm. And、um, would you would you say that because you started late and you have probably may or may not have other sports in 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 as a, as a background, does that help you with tennis or does that hinder your tennis because tennis was your first and only sport? No, no I started playing、uh, first. I played soccer. Okay.、Um, I think I was about six, and then shortly after, I played cricket. Mm -hmm. And I think、um, soccer was good for like you know the footwork and stuff, keep light on your feet.、Um, but、um, I think、uh, cricket really helped me with、um, you know hand-eye coordination a lot.、Mm -hmm. I was really good at batting、um, when I played cricket. But I think yeah, I stopped. I stopped cricket because that that took too long, too much time on the weekend. And、um, normally the weekend was to go play tennis, so I just dropped that. I think. I had a convo with a. I had a convo. I don't know who, but、um, basically cricket. You prepare for the whole week, and you get a duck, and you're the most embarrassing、yeah. person the whole <laughs> the whole afternoon, the whole day. You know, just.、Yeah. I mean, I'm not not noticing cricket, but、um, I just thought yeah, that. Yeah.、Uh, I mean, tennis. I mean, there's always good and bad because of fielding and all that, you know. But、um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of players that I know who also had a bit of cricket background and.、Uh, Thanks to their hand-eye coordination, because cricket do、uh, the ball do comes really really fast. So you're just gonna、mm. react quick. So, so hand-eye coordination wise, does that help you with like your net game? Um, I guess I don't know at the time back then if that did help me, but I actually played cricket just like two weeks ago after playing for like you know, nine years or so,、mm. and 
I had no trouble facing a person who'd been playing cricket for the past, you know, six years. <laughs> like, had been, you know, been continuing playing cricket. So, um, like, my batting was fine. I could block. I could cut. I could, you know, hit any ball, you know. So, like, I guess tennis still helps me with cricket, you know, but I'm pretty sure it's helped to say right around two. It helped me back then. Right, right. Now, um, for those who don't know, including myself, um, so we, we now know that you started tennis slightly late, thanks to Xbox, and then you yep. moving on to, I think, I think you were, you made it to the Maribyrnong Tennis Academy. Yeah, that's okay. right. And then, so, so obviously you are right up there in the state level, and then you moved on, and then I think you won a national, so the state champ? Yep. yep. For, we did... You're talking about um I think it was twenty fifteen through the school? Yeah, through the school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wow. think we won it okay. twice. It, twice. I can't remember. Oh, we came runner up once to uh yeah. Did did you longer. did you did you think about going to college? Um, I did. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah, I really did. Um I think yeah, just it was because um I had a couple of injuries when I was in grade um, you know, year eleven. So when I was about or 15, 16, I had, I injured my wrist and I did my TFCC um, cartilage or something in my wrist mm-hmm. and that basically I wasn't able to uh, rotate my wrist when I had a forehand. What, what do you, th- what do you think caused, wrist. what do you think it, it what, why do you think it, it happened? Is, is it because overtraining or technique or? Um... Um, I remember I changed to uh, Prince XO3. Mm-hmm. And um, that year, I played real. That was one of my best years I played. Like, I played phenomenal that year. But it was like I think I changed to a one hand backhand, um, and I think that put a lot of stress on my um, my my wrist. And then I got really whippy um, with the forehand, and I hit really good balls. But I think after a while, I used to like you know I used to load on my um you know load all my body weight on the back leg, and I just um pull up and then all the, you know, just whip my wrist around and I think a lot of, like, too much, too much uh, impact on the wrist, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I was playing a tournament Shep and when I really did realize I couldn't, couldn't do it. Um, I was just hitting slices the whole match and so, like, you know, drop shots, I couldn't hit any forehand topspin. I, I noticed, I noticed uh, on grass courts, uh, you really have to flick your wrist up a little bit because the ball goes really, really low. Right, and you have to bend your mm-hmm. knees and all that. But the thing is, in order to hit a, a top spin or decent flat, you gotta really flick that wrist and it puts a lot of stress on the on the wrist as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about your your background. Obviously, um, at the start before the convo, I had some awkward moment when I trying to pronounce your name. So it's beneath. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. do you mind if you share to our 50 million listeners <laughs> about your, your background and your upbringing? Okay, sure. So um, I was born in Australia in Penrith. Mm-hmm. My parents are both Nepalese. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them were born in Nepal. Um, the way they moved here, they, uh, dad was an engineer. And then... Um, he did his masters in Thailand. They worked, lived there eight years, and then they moved over here for you know better life for me and my brother. My brother's older than me. Mm-hmm. He was born in Thailand, but yeah. And I came here. They came here, and I was born here, I guess. And then lived in Sydney for about I think it was two years, 
mm-hmm. two or three years, then moved out to the outback in Wilcannia, which is about two hours away from Broken Hill in mm-hmm. South Wales. Lived there for, uh, I think, two or three years again, and then I moved to Griffith. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Griffith, New South Wales. So I've been all over the joint. Um, and this is where we started playing tennis. <laughs> oh, so Victoria was... Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry? Well, so Victoria was yeah. the, were the first place you actually got engaged with tennis. Um, sorry. So, w- w- did you say that Victoria, the state Victoria, is the the f- origin of your tennis journey? Mm, no, so like in Griffith, in yeah. Griffith was where I started playing tennis, cricket, oh, soccer. Right. And right. then um, I was here in Griffith um, from year two to year eight. Oh, and then you moved down yeah. to Melbourne. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, so when I was in year eight, my dad's like, you know, I stopped playing. Like, I didn't, like, I was good at soccer, and my dad didn't want me, like, he asked me for, like, I wanted to play representative soccer for, like, Griffith and, like, go a bit high into state level. But my dad's like, look, you're so, you're very good at tennis. Like, you know, you got to choose between one of them. And, like, with uh, tennis, I felt that. I like I would play all the JDSs, you know. Mm-hmm. My dad used to take me everywhere, like grade five, grade six, um, yeah, grade six. Oh no, yeah, grade six, grade seven, mm-hmm. grade eight. He used to take me all the JDSs all around um, the Riverina area, and then like I used to win the Riverina area, and then after go to play um, what's it called, like the state, um, the state invitational and stuff like that. So my dad right. really like, you know, moved me around here like a lot, and then. Then he's like, oh, do you want to go to Maribyrnong? Because um, he heard my brother just went to Melbourne to – they just got to Susan Corey mm-hmm. when they first opened um, in Werribee. And um, he met a girl there. He was in great. And he was in, but, yeah, he met a girl there that was, like, in his year that was friends with Shiny Park. Oh, to okay. Marby. So – and then she – and when he met her, she said, oh, yeah, my brother said – Oh, my brother plays tennis, you know, and then she said, yeah, you should try out or something. Well, here's how he heard about it, and then he told my dad, and my dad's like, okay, we'll suss this out, we'll go look at it. And then next thing you know, uh, when was it, 2012, in 2012, I'm in Melbourne. I meet Mark Sephora for the first time. He tells me I have a hit, mm-hmm. um, and there was like, I think, who was it there the day? I think I saw Ethan Chung for the first time. Ethan. I hit this game. yeah. Ethan Chung. Wow. Um, yeah, that was the first time I met Ethan. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know, that's, that's what, how what, I got to Maribyrnong, and I just had a hit there. And then I um, remember they recorded me, um, had a video, like, you know, they got the camcorder, and they told me, oh, who are you, where are you from? And I think the idea that, you know, someone from Griffith, like country town, coming to, like, Melbourne, trying to have a... Um, have a go at tennis. I think I think Mark really thought that was like I don't know. That's pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently that was good enough, and they took me in. So. Oh, okay. There you go. So yeah. um, I had I hadn't just a, a just curious is that um, when you were playing when you deciding soccer, yeah, you said soccer. Yeah, between soccer yeah. and um, and tennis, uh, was there a a time where when you are say one year or two years into say Melbourne, all right, or, or just in, uh-huh. in Melbourne, and let's say you didn't 
you didn't have a really good run with tennis, let's say for whatever reason. Did you ever mm. think about going back to soccer? Was it just like you know what, no plan B, just you know all the way, all all the way, all in with with tennis? Well, you know, I I think I was always all into tennis, mm-hmm. but I remember like the Mar- Marinong, you know, you got. So many athletes from different sports. Correct. That's what I was saying. A couple yeah. of my best friends, yeah, were um, playing soccer. So I, at lunchtime, you know, had a, you know played with them. And they said, like, I was pretty good defense. But I was a striker, so mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> my defense was probably pretty good because they said that it was, like, um, getting around was pretty, you know, it was somewhat of a challenge. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when I thought about, like, oh, you know, maybe. But I don't think I would ever, like, go into it. I don't think my, my dad would support if I just dropped tennis because – it puts so much time and money, mm-hmm. like way too much time and money, you know, to to change sport. And my brother was a good soccer player. He he used to go to, like play state titles and stuff like that. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So he was defense. He played. He was played as a defender. So Gee. I don't know. I, I feel like my dad. If my brother wanted to play. My dad would have helped him. But like with me, my dad really saw how good I was at tennis, and you know, so he just wanted me to stick on that. Okay. Now, um, just out of curiosity, do you speak another language at home? Um, I don't know how you can say this. Like, I grew up, uh, so obviously my parents are Nepalese, so they speak Nepali at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always grew up responding in English, and yeah, so I can speak Nepali, but it's really broken. Oh, okay. Um, but it's funny because when... Um, when I talk to my relatives overseas, you know, they the English they can't really speak, you know, too well. But when I talk to them in <laughs> front of my friends, they say like, um, I was in front of all my friends, like you know, um, from uni or something, and they call me. I, I full on, I can speak all like properly. I won't make a mistake, uh-huh. you know. Um, oh. I'll sound like genuine. Oh, he can speak Nepalese, you know. They think that, yeah. But as soon as they they're not in like front of, and then as soon as they're not in front of me, oh, mm-hmm. everything goes out the window. I can't speak at all. Like I can't get my tenses right. I can't even. I forget how to start a sentence. You know. Yeah. So it's like this pressure there. I can do it, but mm-hmm. if there isn't, no, no chance. Yeah, it's. I, I <laughs> can totally relate because I, I I do speak a you know like I said it a few times already on the on the on the convo is that um. In the past convo, you know, English is English is my third language. So I speak to other languages yeah. at home to my parents and stuff. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, it's it's really about the setting. Like it's really about the setting, mm. and you can feel the vibe, the feel the air. And you're like, all right, cool. This this kind of mind and the tongue and the whole body language suitable for this language. So it just rolls out in, yeah. in your genes. So if, yeah. if if you don't mind, is it okay if I ask you to introduce yourself in Nep- Nepalese and? Uh, Very simple, simple, I guess, introduction about why you love tennis. Maybe 20 to 30 seconds of Nepalese. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Put you on the spot. Hey. Uh, <laughs> if there's any Nepalese listeners, oh, they're going to laugh their heads off. Um, oh. And I think my parents and my relatives probably listen to this podcast <laughs> later. So, uh, Take it away. Okay. I'll try to keep it simple. Yep, take um, it simple. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being in Shasta. Um, me, kino me mo tennis kino me lagso. Um, mo dali yo kati dos borso kano borso kyo ani kati kura lugam learn borso kyo ano. Um, mo dali me kene stau dali ramoso ng tesiri le kie mero 
gin body, so tennis can one lock, so you know, custom mudza outside, the city, take your tennis more than can for so any one lock, so any. That's it. Okay. It's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get out of my Google I Translate. Like, I basically started in the I think, that much. And I think I used the wrong, like, tenses. That's <laughs> all right. You know, like, it's like, um, I had a friend who, um, we had a social event. Uh, this is, you know, when COVID is actually open. It's, this is only recently. We went mm. to a party, right? And this guy, he got like, I don't know, level seven, level 10, whatever you call it. And then the Yamaha thing. And he played this, uh, wait, wait, sorry, what's this, sorry? Uh, this is in piano. What? This is piano, right? And then, oh, piano, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he was like, and then it was like for five minutes, we were just like, mm-hmm, all right, okay, great. And then he goes, oh my God, in my 15th bar, I made a little mistake. Like, who cares? <laughs> we all outside. No, but everyone else is like, no, that guy's a pro. You know? yeah. Yeah. Now, one of us just joking is like, all right, can you do it again, please? And the guy literally <laughs> is like, I can redo it again, like, you know, bar, the 18th bar and then, you know, the note. And like, we, look, come on. Like, you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of, it's, it's kind of like, um, if I have to put it in tennis terms, it's kind of like when you have, say, you know, no, like, no hate for Roger. Let's say if Roger and, other players they do an exhibition match right okay yeah. and it's not not a grand slam match it's an exhibition match right yeah. i would say it's more for the entertainment rather than you 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 can tell by rogers not giving his oh i'm not saying he's giving his full but there will be some entertainment element in order to let's yeah. say increase the rally or making creating the angle and then you know um, because he wanted to bring some sort of, uh, uh, in some way, airtime. Like, if you look at all the exhibition match, you c- you don't you don't win a match love and love. You want to go four mm. and five or three setter, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so so that's why I think that in in some ways that uh, yes, between you and the police, you know, community, they might just you know saying, oh my god, this is poor grandma. Poor. But the thing is, tennis of Melbourne is about. One of the things is that the value we cherish is diversity. All right, and mm-hmm. and I had Armenian, I had Greek, I had Romanian, I had Macedonian, I had Croatian. You know, they had think, they're doing a bit of bit of speech, and sometimes they get really nervous because they, they, I was like, look, t- every time you go to tennis, and I, I'm sure you can relate to, is every time you go to tennis, it's kind of like you go to an airport, right? You, yeah. you see the older generation; they're speaking their own native language, and you see, look at the surname of. The, the players, you know, you have mm. Asian, you know, English, European, you know. So, think, I, no joke, a few years ago, there's literally a girl, shout out to a girl named Serena Williams. I don't know whether she played, but literally her name is Serena Williams mm. <laughs> in Melbourne. But, that, yeah, that's off-tangent. Yeah. So, this is a diversity that I, I think that we should cherish. And I think if you're the up-and-comer or the next Temple tennis player, uh, this is a combo you want you want to hear. <laughs> okay, so um, back to coaching. Um, did you do any coaching uh, post tennis, or did you sort of just move on to an, a new chapter? Well, coaching mean like I coach people. Or yeah, like, tennis. Yeah. Coach, like, yeah, coaching people. Oh, coaching people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Like as soon as I finished, um, well, so I left Melbourne. What two thousand and in 2015, so and I came back to um, to New South Wales to live with my parents because mm-hmm. the thing is, my parents always lived here, and I lived in Melbourne with my brother. It's just us two there. <laughs> um, and so when I moved back, I had to repeat year 11 because in New South Wales, it's like 
your you you start year twelve in term three instead of like term one. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd already been like a term behind, so I decided to repeat. And I think because of that, um, I was getting year eleven again. You know, year twelve was like another year away. So um, I started working. Mm-hmm. I worked at Mackers and I worked at tennis courts. Mm-hmm. But tennis courts, like, only at five hours, you know, because there's not that many tennis players in Griffith. Back in the day, there was heaps, but like, kind of died down. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just doing a couple of squads, one or two, like one private a week or two privates, but it's a couple of squads. And like, they were just kids, like maybe you know, anywhere from as young as four or five to like ten, eleven, I guess. And then that was for that year. Then year twelve was same. And then when I went to uni in uh in Wagga, um, I just coached a couple of my friends. Like there was a guy from Batemans Bay. Shout out to him, Alex Tim uh, Smith. Um, he. He hadn't played since he was 14, and then I still I played a bit. Like, I think in year 11, 12, I played one or two tournaments um, with my coach, uh, my Griffith coach. Um, and um, so I, I still had a bit of, you know, I still can play a bit. So I told him, oh, we'll train a bit. And now he's, like, full into it. So he's in Batemans Bay playing. He's, like, you know, what's it called, uh, local comps and stuff. So mm-hmm. he told me, like, you know, like, I remember seeing him, like, at the start, he couldn't, like, hit a ball over the net, couldn't serve. And then I just kind of helped him with his, um, you know, all his parts of his gameplay. Wow. So, he can like, you know, more consistency. And then there was a couple of people, like, just friends from uni, never played tennis. And I told them, come on the court, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, have a, have a go. And, like, I really like coaching people, like, you know. Um, when I like to see that they can't do anything at the beginning. They can't hit a ball over, they can't do anything. And then, like, after, like, five or ten minutes, you just got to tell them, you know, how to brush the ball, how to transfer the weight, you know, how to keep the head still, you know, keep your eye on the ball, you know, keep your head still, because you can't be moving your head when you hit a ball, you know, <laughs> or you shank it. So, um, you know, after, like, five or ten minutes, you know, they're hitting the ball over, no problem. Like, you know, if I was playing, if I was hitting a forehand, probably, like, 40% of how hard I could hit, they could hit, like, 50, like, you know, good shape and everything. And that's obviously just stationary. You know, just feeding the ball at hand. But, you know, it's good to see that. And they kind of understand how, you know, how the, you know, the, like the foundations. And they, like, it's good to see that they, they can repeat. I'll be like, I'll quiz them again. Oh, what I say? Mm-hmm. Side on. You know, step forward to the wall. Bend your legs, you know. Right. Hip rotation and stuff like that. And they, they, so a lot of people, like, it's easy to coach for me. But people who are older, you know, and people who have, like, you know, obviously the muscles are developed, they can... They can uh, stabilize, stabilize, uh, you know, stabilize themselves when they're, you know, uh, bending down to, um, when they're, you know, bending down to hit the ball, stuff like that. It's easier for me. So, so you have a lot of patience and you love to see people improve. Yeah. And I just like, I remember how Mark used to coach and he's like, yeah, you just keep on doing it again and again. And then, um, until you get it right. And then, um, and then if you get tired, it's like, oh, I'll keep on going, you know. Just all that, you know, the atmosphere in Mar- Marvel was just crazy good. And, like, I tried to bring that around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, this year I started, like, just – I, like, coach those people at school. But I was like, at uni, but I wasn't, like, charging or anything. It was just so fun, you know, because mm-hmm. they're just my mates, you know. And then I came back since COVID after, like, the restrictions in New South Wales, um, you know, stopped. Um, and uh, here in Griffith, started coaching, um, like, just – Maybe three or four hours, you know, here and there. Right. And, um, you know, like, 
at the like one the, the head coach here, Danny Dosser, has given me like um just letting me take the the older boys squad on the Wednesday nights and I just love seeing like like <laughs> like just seeing him improve over the six weeks, you know. Um like you know, in normally in squad you just told them to go hit balls and stuff and normally in the privates they um do their um technical stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. usually. That's how it goes. Like that's how it was in Melbourne. You do like in Maribyrnong, you do you do privates, you learn your technical stuff, and then you go to your uh, squads or your like group sessions, and you, you implement that. But like here, because those kids don't do any squads, like what's called privates, just in squad, I'll be teaching them six of them, five of them, and I'll just get them one by side by side. I'll tell them this is what you do. Like I basically give them a private there, you know, because I just want to see them get better. And then you know we play our, our squad, and then I think at like seven o'clock, um. Like the social night mix start and um, it's like you know comp starts and I'm like so I had to fill in for the team so when they're um when we're just playing like that social comp I teach them like tell them like you know move up to the ball you know playing double so I just try encourage them to do what they did in squad nice and put into the blame pay so and oh some of the kids man boys <laughs> was one kid his boy is so good now i can't believe he just has to like i think me and my other mate we're just like oh just step forward and he steps forward now he's just like punching him so well uh-huh. like you know um wow and some of the boys like you know some of them like hold the uh racket from like the top of the head yeah and like me and my mate um like uh, coaches there too we're like oh what are you doing that's like it just feels so awkward. Like, even when I do it, it feels way too awkward to hold the rack from the top of the head, you know? Like, on your left hand. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you put, like, um, when you get, when you get ready to your unit turn, you hold your, I uh, normally, I hold my racket for the throw of the racket. Mm-hmm. The guy, kids, these kids are holding it from the top of the head, the top of the head. And I'm like, nah, don't do that. Cause that just, when, when you're rotating and stuff, that just doesn't feel right. And it's kind of, and you get caught up if the ball gets close to you. Yeah. If you do that too. So we're like, Simple things like that, like, and they just look so much better and, like, you know, playing, like, they look like they actually play tennis, not like they just picked up rack and having a go, you know what I mean? I sense that you teach. You teach with fun, but also you bring yeah. in the fundamentals. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. So, speaking of coaching, in your opinion, uh, what is one difference between a good coach and a great coach? A good coach and a great coach. Oh, I've heard you ask these other people. I have no, no first question. Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, I guess, like, with these kids here, yeah, yeah, like, the ones I'm coaching, what, 15, 14, 16, whatever, yeah? Mm-hmm. I even got guys, like, um, 20. But, like, I told them, like, look, you, you can only do so much on the court, yeah? Mm-hmm. And, like, even from what I know, like, like, why I like Mark Safour so much is because he used to like, oh, you know, you got to keep on doing it at home. And for me, I was like, as a as a tennis player, I think that's where I didn't do well. I didn't do enough at home. Like, at Marby, like, you know, you're there all, like, you know, morning to night time. But on the weekend, like, I swear, I think that's what I look back at. I should have done more. Mark used to say, do this, do footwork at home. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that he was a great coach. It's just I didn't do it, you know. And then I try to tell like, these kids, say, you know, like these uh, kids come in you know, playing once a week or twice a week for squad, and may play like you know the comp or something like a comp. But I tell them, yeah, look, I tell them like I find some good videos online, 
like I think are good, like footwork or even just videos like so they can go over because they're not recording me while I'm on the court, you know. But there are some good videos that I find that I've watched that teach me how to hit a forehand with the fundamentals and stuff. I tell them to go watch it, you know, to really, you know, cement it in their head, you know, mm-hmm. um, what to do hit the forehand or maybe do some footwork um, drills and stuff. Like mm-hmm. find someone online, like I show them, like this. Look at this guy's footwork drills. Go do it at home, and um, I tell them if you need any advice, you know, just message me, call me, and you know, do that. So I reckon it's like it's like not only you as a coach, you should always do it not only on the court, but also like encourage them to do it after. And if they have questions, you answer it because I know, um, and you have to make sure like it's clear to them they can do it because I feel like sometimes. Some coaches maybe they don't they don't like they just they, yeah, like sometimes I felt like a couple of coaches I've had one one coach they like it just felt like it was only there at that private lesson was when I could ask him I didn't feel like I could go out like you know later on that's because I was young maybe but obviously that's what most kids are going to be like they're going to be young and then like you know whatever from seven to fourteen or twelve or whatever they might not feel comfortable asking anything outside of. Their coaching lesson, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, do, I I I think one thing. Look, I never met you. Um, I've yeah. seen you maybe once or twice uh, at Burundara, good old Burundara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Burundara. But I feel like my instinct tells me that you do a lot of reflection, and mm. there's part of you. There's a space for, I guess. There's some pain, there's some loneliness, but then you're okay with it because when you see others progressing and joy, then you think, okay, it balances out the sacrifice. So I I respect that. I, I do. I, I really do because I feel like um, I think you have a, you have you you have an eye for for progress. And you can take that directly from me. You have an eye for progress, whether you're coaching or whether your career, whether, you know, I'm not going to say relationship because relationship is a very complicated thing, but just on yeah. the performance side of sport or even soccer or even, even cricket, you know, you have an eye. And I think take this advantage and then, and I feel like what you're doing now with the, with the, with the fundamentals, the grassroots, you know, eventually you can progress to the, to the next level. And I think that's, that's what people need. You know, they want to see 1% better. Doesn't matter what it is, yeah. but just 1% better. So last but not least, um, Tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation. So this is your time. Drop names if you want. Anyone and everyone you want to thank with your tennis journey and until this very moment. Take it away. Benit. Okay, um, I want to appreciate and be thankful for obviously my dad, my whole family, you know, really supporting me the whole way, even when I chose to, um, step away due, my, due to my injuries. All the people in Marley, Mark Safoulis, Michael Broach, um, and all like, um, all the tennis players I had, like, you know, trained with, Ken Kavarak, Stefan Milenkovic, Mason Novoski, um, Lucas Verdon, Stefanska Dahaka, Vinny Edsel, uh, who also in Donald Cook, Nick Cipri, John Jack Marcus, Peter Valos, Cat Valos. The, oh, sorry? The Valos sisters. Oh, yeah, Peter Valos and Cat uh, <laughs> Valos. They used to take me um, every time after squad. It was either them uh-huh. or Vinny Edsel or even Luke Verkis, Lucas Verdon used to drop me off at home 
Oh. Because obviously my, I didn't live with my parents, so um, they used to um, drop so me nice. home. So nice. Um, Tom Verdon, um for, you know, taking me to all the, what's it called, um, Friday night comps. They used to pick me up mm-hmm. from school. Right. And take me there, feed me at his house. Oh, wow. Go to the comp, drop me home, mm-hmm. you know. Dedication back then. Um, sorry, so, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. I actually just saw... Uh, Lucas Verdon, uh, two weeks ago at Premier League, because I, I, I was the yeah. sports trainer there. And, um, yeah, so I was, it was good to see how everyone progressed. I actually saw Ken as well. Now, shout out to Ken. Ken, if you're listening, please, we're going to have a convo very soon. And please, please cut off your mo and your mullet. Benit, <laughs> you should see his mo and mullet. My gosh, it's just 2020, man. And yeah, but anyway, so that, nice. All jokes aside, Kenny's uh, his his back end is is coming back. Like he's in yeah. my opinion, in my opinion, Victoria's best single handed back end. That smooth oh. transition, you got to give it to Ken Kavrak. Got to give. I it still to- remember. I yeah. still remember watching um him play in nationals for um mm-hmm. for school school sports nationals. Yeah, that kid. He was like, what? How was that? Fourteen, maybe or thirteen. <laughs> and he just wiped off everyone off the court, man. Um, like people, I don't know, my, I can't remember, I won't say their names, but like, um, you know, people were 18, 17. And he was like so small back then. He just, he was playing as number one too. It was crazy. Jeez. Anyway, wow. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, any more? This, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy full hand. Any more you wanted to appreciate? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, um, I don't know, all the younger boys in Marby back at the time. Mm-hmm. And just... Yeah, just everyone in Marby, to be honest, in all sports, you know, mm-hmm. basketball, soccer, what, what, badminton, all of them. Was John was John Giacomacus Gio, uh, at at your level? No, maybe a few years older than you. Yeah, no, he was well, three years maybe. Four okay, years. I just remember you know seeing him. Of course, was it Lionel Jones and oh yeah, yeah, Budjic and Marshall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in grade Harmony? nine, when I just got there, they were, they were year twelves. How about Harmony Mitos? Army was two years below me, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I still remember the Marby days. All right, well, anyway, um, Benit, i got to say this is our first of many serves of Convo. Uh, I feel like yeah. I want to see how you progress down the track 2021, 2022. Um, and I think that what you're doing is great uh, for, for, for people, you know, um, especially the ones who never touched a tennis racket and you can turn it from nothing to something it's harder than you see in my opinion everything zero to one is harder than 120 to 100 to 130 if that makes sense yeah yeah so also like yeah can i say a quick shout out to um like who is it i remember matthew warrendell yeah <laughs> marcus stathos um madol madol yes um <laughs> There were a couple of people, they used to like, I used to go to the tennis tournaments, yeah. They used to take me, they used to come drop me back off. Oh. Either be my opponents, <laughs> my doubles partner. Yeah. You know, it's all like, they're just too good. Also, Jamison Nathan, who's mm-hmm. in America right now too, for being a great doubles partner throughout. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Those wow. Too. A lot of people to, you know, who took me around because, you know, I didn't live with my parents, just with my brother. And my brother wasn't old enough to drive or anything. So mm-hmm. I had to really rely on other people. And mm. They helped me through that, those times. So very grateful for that. Oh, wow. On behalf of Tennis of Melbourne, I'm very grateful that uh, you've dedicated some tennis. Um, and also, you know, from tennis, you become 
mm. I guess a better person, helping more people to to play more tennis. So, although you are now in in New South Wales, and、um, I think the weather over there is struggling on the coast. So, for those who are affected,、um, yes,、um, hopefully you guys you recover well.、Uh, last but not least,、uh, this is not a roast, okay? Last but not least. Yeah, state of origin. <laughs> state of origin. <laughs> Was it painful、uh, to watch? <laughs> I don't even watch, to be honest. Okay, but, okay. <laughs> Fair I, I like. I used to watch footy, like you know, NRL, like ages ago. Yeah. You know, from like from playing to grade eight, and then year eight, and then I think I just stopped because it、okay. moved, moved to Victoria. You know. Right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even watch AFL either, so I don't know.、Um, oh, good. But、uh, look, <laughs> I've definitely wanted to catch up with you sometime. You know, whether with your tennis and, and whatever you're doing, and I think that,、um, you know, you, you mentioned about you know guys like Ken Kavrak, Mavroski. You know, if I ever get a chance to do a three-way, four-way combo, yes, him, Josh,、yeah. Josh, and even um Justin Butera. Um, yeah, Justin Butera. Yeah, yeah. So if I can get those boys, or you know, just in a, in a three way or multiple way combo, and I'll definitely have you invited and just trying to catch up some of you know、um, the good times、uh, at Marby or even just just tennis, you know, because tennis, you know, they say if, if you、yeah. play if you play one day of tennis, you're tennis for life. <laughs> yeah. Always one more person I have to shout out to Terry Battistow. I don't know where he is these days, but. Mm-hmm. He used to have hits with me on the weekend and had good times with him too. Okay, okay, cool. I'll、yeah. make sure this combo、and、gets Sormaz, out. Stefan Sormaz. Stefan Sormaz. <laughs> hey, hey, watch out for his brother Philip. He yeah, is, I, met, I saw him the other like, at the start of the years. He's fifteen.、Uh, he was injured at the beginning. I didn't、yeah. get to see him play. Actually, no, I did. I saw him play some match in.、Uh, yeah. What was it? Caroline Springs or some tournament? I yeah, yeah. Look, he's he's. I think he's probably fifteen. This is twenty twenty December. He's about fifteen, sixteen, and he's six foot, six foot one. He's got that build now.、Mm. So, who knows?、Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You gotta、uh, get him. You gotta make him stop playing Fortnite, though. That's what I reckon. <laughs> okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs>、yeah. No problem. All right. So, so Messi, if you if you're listening, I'll make sure you stop. <laughs> no, but all, all you、yeah. know, it's all, it's all love, and I think that、um, if there's anything、uh, you wanted to have another combo with down the track. Definitely have one with you, and、um, yeah. yeah. So I'm thank- up for it. Yeah, yeah, and thanks、Let、for leaving all the great memories down here in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. All right.、Um, you want to say anything else before you say goodbye to our 50 million friends? I、uh, know. See you guys around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Benit. Take care. Hey, thanks, Tom. Bye.、Right.